welcome to the Readings Podcast. My name is Bronte Coates. I work in the Readings Marketing team and I'm also the manager of our three literary prizes. So Readings runs a prize for adult fiction, young adult books and children's books. And I'm here today with Kim, who's one of the staff judges for our Readings Children's Book Prize this year. Hi, Kim. Hi, uh, I'm Kim Grushaw. I am the children's book buyer at Readings in St Kilda. And yeah. I have been judging the Children's Book Prize this yeah. year. So for the judging for the 2018 prize, you read books from January 2017 to December 2017. Um, and it's really exciting because we've just announced this year's shortlist. Um, yes. And it's such a great list this year. You know, lots of adventure, lots of action. Um, you know, the books are all middle fiction this year. Sometimes we have some junior fiction titles in there, but middle fiction means they're all for eight and plus. Um, but I wondered if you could just tell us a little bit about each of the six books on the shortlist um, because we're really excited to find out what they are. Okay. Um, yeah, so like you said, it is an exceptionally strong year, yeah. I think, this year. Um, and there's some, like, such great books on this list. Um, so the first one I'm going to talk about is Lin Tang and the Pirate Queen, um, which is a story about... A girl who, it's set in a sort of a mythological world that somewhat resembles, I think, maybe Southeast Asia. Um, and it's about a girl who, she she wants out, like, she's, like, she's like desperate <laughs> for adventure. Some people who've grown up in small towns can relate to yeah, that, I'm definitely. sure. definitely. <laughs> she's, like, there's a whole world out there. Um and she kind of seizes this opportun opportunity to join a pirate queen and set sail. And they're kind of, this world is sort of populated by these dangerous mythological creatures. Yeah. And so they set sail to battle them, basically. Um, but it's it's a really great book. She's so, she's such a gutsy character and she's so kind of curious about the world. Um and the crew on the pirate ship is really fun. It's this kind of great kind of haphazard collection of martial arts experts <laughs> and like like weird like There's just, some very strange characters, yeah, I believe. There's some... like a talking clamshell, <laughs> like that someone thinks is their mother yeah. and it's um, really great. But they're all really great characters. Yeah. Um, and the author of that one's Tamara Moss. Yes. Yeah, and it's her first first book. So yes. I'll, yeah, because of course the prize is for emerging voices. Yeah, it's yeah. also the first in a series. So I think there's going to be three of these Lintang books. Uh, the second one is out now, and I'm not sure when the yeah. next one's coming. No, I, well, I read this one. It was very exciting, and I loved Lintang has a friend who also travels with her and. Lin Tag's, you know, incredibly gutsy, outgoing, and her friend is quite different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they have a really, like, a really sweet friendship, yeah. I think. Well, that's a fabulous one. Um, maybe if you want to talk about uh, this one, the Matilda Woods next. Uh, this book, The Boy, the Bird, and the Coffin Maker by Matilda Woods, it's such a beautiful book. Like, it's one of those books that I think you could kind of give to anyone as a present like it's kind of it's a hopeful story it reads like a kind of a classic fable I think um it's just beautiful it's about this sort of it's like I guess it's like magical realism 
Um, and it's about this little town that seems to be in a kind of a fantasy version of Italy, maybe on a coast yeah. and is like jeweled houses and fish that kind of fly out of the air. But it's also very like there's a lot of tragedy and sorrow in the town. And it's about a man who's he's a coffin maker. So his job is to build all the coffins for the townsfolk when they die. And he he's had some big loss in his life and he's sort of plodding along, building the coffins, and he starts to get visited by this little boy who is kind of thieving food. Um, and they he kind of opens his heart, really, and they sort of form this bond. Um, it sounds a bit like maybe it's a tearjerker. It's a little bit of a tearjerker, yeah. but it's quite it's very clever in the way that it deals with big sad sadness and loneliness and sort of it it reads like a fable so it's not it's not sort of you're not sort of deep in the thick of it you can you can think about it at a distance I think which is what makes it such a good one for kids I think yeah because a lot of parents have concerns about you know talking about those subjects death and you know or sadness with kids and so that sounds like a good way to broach yeah. the topic. Well, that's right, and that's why books are so good for this kind of thing because they can open up ways for you to discuss things. Yeah, and I mean, it's yeah. almost a shame we're on the podcast doing this because this book is particularly beautiful. Yeah, it has a beautiful cover, these gorgeous blue illustrations inside. Yeah, yeah it's the illustrations are lovely. It's just, it's an all-round, like a very careful production it's got lovely kind of blue embellishments of kind of fauna. Yeah, um, on every page. Birds on sort of on every page. There's like really nice detail. It's got really nice in papers. Yeah. It's just a so really great publication that yeah. they've, they've done very thoughtfully, I think. Oh, great. Um, so the next book we, I thought we should talk about um, is Nevermore by Nevermore. Jessica Townsend, which... Um, some of our listeners might have heard of um, of all the books on this shortlist um, just because it had such huge hype around it. Yeah, um, it was but- really, really hyped. And I don't know, I I never believe the hype. I'm always very dubious. <laughs> You're a cynical bookseller. I'm like, no, I'll wait till I read it. We've heard about the next Harry Potter, you know, hundreds of times before. Yeah, because, of course, <laughs> when they when we first heard about Nevermore, it was the next Harry Potter. That was really the big was. line you heard yeah. over and over. Um, but then you read it and... It delivers. Amazing. It absolutely delivers. Like, I was awake at like 1.30 a.m. Like, oh, I've got to finish this book. Like, I, I yeah. was loving it. Like, I love how she has to kind of go through these trials to join the Wondrous Society and they're all really exciting. It's just there's so much fun stuff in this book. There's like yeah. giant cats and a race <laughs> and it's just... Yeah, I don't know. Thrill- like, yeah, the detail thrilling is great. Race. It's thrilling. It, I think it's really well paced as well. Yeah, um, like it kind of once you get in there, it it just goes and goes and goes. Yeah. I mean, you know, she's another debut author, of course, and yeah. from Queensland. And apparently, this is the first in a nine book series. Nine. Oh my or, god! She says wow. she has a lot of <laughs> a lot of wow. stories to wow. tell. Cool. Um, so we've got, and the film rights have already been sold for Nevermore, yeah. which is pretty, pretty amazing. Um, yeah. It's great. And I think, yeah, kids will love this book. I think if you've got yeah. a kid who loved Harry Potter, loved all of those kinds of ones, and you're looking for a new book, I think it's, it's a really risk-free choice. Like, I think 
every all the feedback I've had back from from parents who've bought it, they've been like, yeah, loved yeah. it, <laughs> read it. Yeah, and I think we When's can the say next one coming up. I think we can say for those first three books, um, Lin Tang, The Boy, The Bird, and The Coffee Maker, and Nevermore. They're all four ages nine and up. Yeah, but Nevermore, you could certainly read aloud with a younger child. Definitely, yeah, definitely. I think it would be a really good family read aloud because it's one of those books that I think adults will enjoy, older kids will enjoy, but also younger kids, there's something in it for everyone. Yeah, mm, great. A great pick on the shortlist. <laughs> What's next, Kim? Um, Taran of the Mammoths, which, um, oh, this is just, it's fun. It's about um, a boy in the Stone Age and he, like, he sort of has to set off on this adventure. Things have gone wrong. And so he goes off to make an offering to the, the Earth Mother, sets out on this quest. Um, and it's a struggle, you know. He's He's got a, he's had a problem with his leg. He's got a twisted foot. And so and he, has to, he has to kind of really, like, find a lot of bravery and courage. I believe the title too, it's book one, it's this one's the story of the exile because he's been exiled from his clan at the beginning. Is yes, that right? Yes, that's right. He's yeah. been exiled. He ruined, a, there was a mammoth hunt and I think oh, no. he's he's copping the blame for that yeah. um, because uh, they need mammoths, obviously, to survive. It's Stone Age. Um, so what kind yeah. of reader is this one for? I just anyone who likes adventure really. I yeah. I really enjoyed it because I think it's such a fascinating period of time, yeah. particularly for kids. Like I remember being obsessed with woolly mammoths. Like <laughs> I remember thinking when Jurassic Park came out, I was like, "Oh, that's great! You know, they're gonna get that technology, and then we'll have woolly mammoths." Like, oh like, no, you're still I waiting for that I'm to still happen. Waiting, the they haven't done it yet. <laughs> anyway, like there was articles saying that it would happen. <laughs> Just as a detour, it would be great if Jurassic Park was real, the technology existed. Well, but, I mean, they'd probably be safe not making the Tyrannosaurus Rex, yeah. for example. <laughs> Just the woolly mammoth. When it came out and there was all those hack kind of current <laughs> affairs shows that were like yeah. technology of Jurassic Park, could it happen? And oh, you were tricked. I was you like, were tricked by media. Please. <laughs> Anyway, it's just it's yeah. really like there's really close attention in this book to the detail of the time. So yeah. talks a lot about the food that they eat, which I think kids will find quite fascinating and just how they yeah. kind of solve these survival problems in a really harsh environment where it's yeah. freezing cold. Um wow. It like sounds things like things very... about starting fires and fishing yeah. and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Maybe kids who are like love bear gorillas or survival stories. Yeah, totally. Um, suitable, you think, eight yeah, plus? Yeah, and it's good because it's, I think, I mean, a lot of these books have sort of a magical thing, but this is more of like a good historical, yeah. thrilling action thing. So maybe if they weren't so into witches and wizards, <laughs> I think this one's a really, really good option. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Um, so the next one I'm going to give you or ask you to talk about is the Jacqueline Moriarty. Um, oh. So uh, Jacqueline Moriarty has written a lot of young adult books, but this mm -hmm. is her first book for children? Yeah, so it's her yeah. first book for younger readers. It's called The Extremely Inconvenient Adventures of Bronte Metalstone. Um, 
Perfect. You. What a great name for yeah. a character. It's so fun. <laughs> it's really fun. I've read all of her young adult books. I love them. Yeah. She's very funny. And this is so nice because her wit really comes through in this. Um, and it's a really, it's a nice, big, thick book. And it's just filled with like, it's about a girl who she receives this note well she receives instructions from her parents who are they've been killed dead yeah Yeah. um and they've left her these really detailed instructions about how she must visit each of her 10 aunts and stop at certain ice cream shops and it's just like a long list of things that she has to do and she sets off and she's kind of like okay i really know what's going on here why would they have done that I, she has to deliver each of them a specific gift and then they're all strange. Like all of the aunts, there's like one that's a dragon veterinarian, <laughs> there's two that are captains of the cruise ship. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's really fun. And so each chapter is kind of like one bizarre yeah. aunt after the next. It's, it's a very, I mean, for a book that opens with the death of her parents, it's a very funny book. It's very and, funny. And she's such a determined, just takes it all like as she goes along, she's really inquisitive. She's a great heroine. Yeah, um, she's yeah. very. She's a really. She's a really. Yeah. She kind of is like, oh well, yeah, this is happening now. You know, <laughs> life goes on. Yeah, it really takes. <laughs> she it gets thrown a lot of weird things. Yeah, and she just kind of. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and there's a great mystery about what really happened to her parents. Yeah, there that's too, right, so. and it all starts to look. Yeah, yeah, she starts to. It all starts to kind of come together. Yeah, I think one of the great things about this book is it's it's huge. It's like a big fat tome, um, and great for kids. You know, if you've got a kid at home who just devours books, mm. this is a great one. Yeah, I think it's a really good one for kids who are reading above their age levels so even if you had maybe like a nine-year-old but they're reading big fat books uh it's a really good one because i think it'll it'll keep them occupied (laughs) Uh, and it's another you know really beautiful production there's all illustrations by kelly camby in there and they're wonderful Mm, i think this would be a really good family read aloud as well yeah oh great like nevermore i think it's really fun it's got good good kind of chapter breaks you know where yeah. I just think, and there's a lot of humor in it that parents would enjoy as well. Yeah, it's very funny. She's a very a funny writer. Yeah, she's very clever. Arty. She's very clever. Um, and then the last book on our list is a graphic novel this year. Yeah. Um, and it's, I think it's probably going to be, you know, the one, few, the less, least number of people have heard of. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Home Time is a book by Campbell White. Um, and he. I think he's in, does he live in Western Australia? He's Western Australia. Yeah, so he is an art teacher. He teaches art to kids. Uh, I think it's his first big graphic novel that he's published. Yeah, definitely. Um, And it's it's beautiful. It's a really, it's about six kids and they're going home. It's their last day of school. They're on their way to a sleepover. They're finishing primary school. And on the way, something happens. Their dog falls in the river. They follow the dog. And then suddenly they all wake up in this other realm or universe. And it's this strange kind of place run by these little people called the Peach People who are they're quite cute, really. (laughs) Um, And it's kind of like it reminds me of maybe Steven Universe or Adventure Time in that way. There's like a lot of nice kind of retro there's a retro feel to it but it's also very now um yeah. and, and it's 
Both those cartoons have such extensive, very funny, very strange worlds, and yeah. Hometime does too. Um, and I think in the story there's pages about the world tucked in there. Yeah, sort of it's notes. great, and I think kids will absolutely love this. Yeah. There's all these little pages that they function as a field guide oh, wow. to yeah. the world in here. So there's like what they've got in their backpacks and it's all laid out or like um, a map of the tree houses that they're all living in um, with all these kind of details pointed out. Uh, There's also little diary entries in there on like cute unicorn stationery (laughs) from like all the different kids. And another thing that I think is really interesting about this book is there's a focus as there's a different focus on each character the artwork changes style slightly so there's a a kid in there who maybe treats life kind of as a game and his chapter is illustrated in kind of like a pixelated 16-bit style um which is really interesting and there's other like I don't know yeah so it's such an impressive book um and it's it's really big um and heavy and just full it's it's such a beautiful big book mm. um, and in, for a first-time author, it's incredibly it's amazing. impressive. And every time I look at it, I notice something new. Yeah. Um, the kind of book you can There's all this really lovely over. detail where he's kind of incorporated Australian wildlife into this fantasy world. So there's like Australian native-looking plants in there and animals yeah. as well, which I think is so nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think kids will absolutely love spending some time with this book. It's one oh, of those great. ones where you can just go back to it and go back to it. And there is, I mean, obviously our prize, I, I didn't mention before, so not obviously, but our prize is for Australian authors. Mm. And it is incredibly rewarding when you're a reader and especially when you're a young reader to read a story that's got Australian elements. It does make... It's just very exciting, and especially a story like this that's a completely other world, but it's obviously still drawing from Australian life. Yeah, and that's a really interesting point because actually this year, this is the only book on the list, I think, that really has those Australian elements. Yeah, I, I think, well, that's distinctly Australian, you know, the Australian fauna and yeah. flora. Like, the others, not that they couldn't happen in Australian world, no. but they're very magical worlds, mm. aside from Taran of the Mammoths. yeah. Um, but well, I guess you know, in terms of like these six books, but also you read several other books course, throughout yeah. the course of the year. What kind of did you notice any themes or commonalities that were really prevalent across what you were reading? Well, obviously, this year in particular, there was so much adventure yeah. and fantasy and quests, quests, fantasy. Um, yeah, like a lot of kind of witches and wizard stuff. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's. Yeah, I, and also obviously, a, you know, a really strong year for middle fiction. Yeah. Um, the Children's Prize considers books for, for children aged 5 up to 12. Mm. Um, so normally we do have a few younger titles on the shortlist, but this year just middle fiction has no, swept I the floor. No, I think it was such a strong year for yeah. middle fiction. Um, and I think it's, it's more difficult for junior fiction, I think, because yeah. you're writing with limited, limited words. You, there's limited... I think there's more limits on junior fiction and also it tends to be much more publishing for a specific audience in mind. So, you know, kids who are really into basketball or okay. and, or kids who are really into footy or I think that there's more of that kind of publishing in junior fiction. Do you think um, that's which because... I think it's, it's great. Yeah. Um, but I think perhaps for like a prize, it's, it's less 
likely to make a shortlist maybe. Do you think they do that with junior fiction books because a lot of the cases it's it's for beginner readers, it's for people starting to read chapter books by themselves or making their transition from reading with their parents to reading independently. Um, so there is that idea that you have to engage kids to read books by targeting their interests. Absolutely, yeah, But, yeah, absolutely. middle fiction's allowed to be a lot more diverse. Yeah, and you, when parents come in, they'll say, oh, you know, my kid likes cricket, you know, yeah. and he doesn't love books or, you yeah. know, she doesn't love books, and you'll say, well, great, here's a little book about cricket that maybe will get them hooked in. What do you think makes a really great junior fiction book or can you think of one that you do really love? Um... You know, I like I often think the illustrations are very important. I think um, illustrations are important in junior, junior fiction, fiction. There's quite a bit of image to text mm. um, because you know visual language is I think very important. Being funny is quite important yeah. for junior fiction. I think quite often there's maybe a need for a more instant kind of a payoff. So I think I think humor is a big thing in junior fiction. Not always, but but I think. When you look at the most successful yeah. junior fiction books, they're all pretty funny, I think. Yeah, I certainly think one of the biggest ones from last year was Sally Rippon's um, Polly and Buster. Oh, that, yeah. You know, the fe- the story about the feelings monster, and that mm. was very funny. And she's so great at writing for that age, I think, because she really understands kids that are that age, and she yeah. understands the kinds of dramas that would seem so trivial to adults but are really they're a really big deal for you know seven-year-olds so she understands with Billy B. Brown that's why that series has been so successful because she is very like the life of Billy B. Brown is like the life of a lot of yeah seven six year olds and of course you know if you're talking about funny books the Andy Griffiths are huge Mm. and very funny very funny extremely hilarious um, I guess so we've kind of said that, you know, it was a strong year for middle fiction and some of the elements you came across, but was there anything you, you, you'd you really like to have seen more of? So if if there were publishers listening to this or authors listening to this and you could say to them, what's the one thing you're really that's really missing or you're hoping will come in Australian children's literature? I think there was quite a lack of real-life contemporary stories. Like yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, there was there was – like all these like fantastic this. adventures set elsewhere, but none that were really. I remember when I was reading, you know, I would love reading like Judy Bloom, and when I was younger, and I think that kids kids like to read just about you know normal. Not 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 that there's any <laughs> such a thing as normal, but you know, they do like to I read think about they do real like life. some stories about yeah. You know, well, I, I guess the thing with any group of readers is everyone has different tastes. Yeah, um, and there are kids who love fantasy, but there are certainly kids who who don't want to read fantasy. Mm. Um, so yeah, you're kind of and I definitely agree because I helped compile the list of eligible titles for you last year. It was very strong fantasy, um, and a lot of sort of magic yeah. in the stories. Um, not so much stories about yeah, just going to school or you know that kind of the tricky kind of things that can happen with making friends or keeping friends, um, yeah. all those kind of stories. Definitely well, in terms of new writers, we had a few. And lives. also there just doesn't seem to be much real that really reflects, you know, Australia as it is now and, you know, the different cultures and the 
I think that there could there's there's room for more. I think. Yeah. I feel like what um, you're really saying is more stories and more different kind of stories. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, which is just a great thing to ask for. Yeah, and stories stories sort of sit now here now. I think. Yeah. Is there anything um, you're really excited about that's coming up this year? Um, not just in kids, but maybe also in young adult. Um, I'm sure there is. <laughs> yeah, it's very it's very tough to be put on the spot. Um, um, I know I'm really excited. Sophie Beer, who's a you know a first time illustrator from Queensland, um, has written these. She's written some board books which look adorable. Um, and she also has a couple picture books coming. Um, one of them's about rainbow families. Oh, And it cute. just looks like it's going to be beautiful. Cool. Um, I'll have to look them up. When she's, her art's amazing and I'm really excited. Um, I do think it's hard to find a good board book sometimes, a good yeah. new board book. Yeah. There's uh, been a few lately that I know Magabala books have done some really nice Australian board oh, books and some new Bronwyn Bancroft ones yeah. came in the other day. Well, Magabala do that young artist series mm. um, in board books where they feature young Indigenous artists. Um, I think it's In the City is the newest one. That's stunning, like beautiful yeah, art and really the language is, you know, it's got a little lyrical boost because yeah. it's not just describing the objects. Yeah, um, they're yeah, really fun. I think yeah. it's nice to have. I don't know, it's nice to have those book, books with it. Those like new old illustrators, which yeah. I think is great. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I guess yeah. So, is there anything else you'd sort of like to say? You know, to encourage people to rush out and buy the prize. I mean, all six books are great, and you can get all six in a pack at a mm. special price. I will say, get them all. Yeah, like, they're all brilliant. It's such a it's such a good year. Like, there's no. That you know, there's no kind of there's none that were like no, I was, a little bit you know like yeah. we were all so happy to have all of those on the shortlist like yeah because Kim's Kim's a judge with three other staff members yes. so Alexa from our Hawthorne shop Danny from our kids shop and Daniela from Melbourne and in that meeting so I chaired the meeting you you could have filled the shortlist twice over yeah you, know, you ended up having quite a long internal long list this year which doesn't happen every year but certainly this year was. You know, it's just a great yeah. year for kids' books, yeah, 2017. I would just not hesitate to recommend um, yeah. like any of these books. Too. Yeah. Um, and they're all, yeah, they're all for similar ages, which can be great if you do have a kid mm. at home of eight plus or a kid in your life. All these books are going to, you know, be relatively but suitable. Definitely like Nevermore and Home Time. I think they can go away. And yeah. actually, The Boy, The Bird, and The Coffin Maker as well, I think they can go way, way beyond yeah. that sort of younger readership. I think, oh. like I think, the boy, the bird, and the coffin maker would be a really like lovely kind of a gift book for, for an older person. Yeah, often a fable has that ability to be read older, um, by you know a more universal quality. Um, so just to wrap up before we go, um, I guess you know we always love to ask on the readings podcast. But Kim, what are you what are you reading or watching? Well, <laughs> um. <laughs> Actually, I just kind of am t taking a little break from reading those Australian books. So I've read a couple of young adult books 
in the last week. Um, I just read Far From the Tree, which I think oh. won the National Book Award. Robin which is, Tally? Yeah. Or Robin Benwick. I can't I think remember her, her name. Robin. Starts, no, it's like in the sort of B sort yeah. of area well, <laughs> on the shelf. Um, it's great. It's really good. It sort of, it explores adoption basically. So oh, okay. there's a young woman who has just, she's had a child, she's, teenage pregnancy it's been adopted out but she herself is also adopted and in having that child she sort of seeks she starts to kind of think about her family and and her own adoption that she hadn't kind of considered before and she ends up meeting a couple of her siblings and it's it tells their stories it's really great really that's really well done um certainly and i have seen it on a prize it's get, getting some critical claim too. Mm. I just started reading the new Anita Heiss anthology that's coming out soon. Um, it's called Growing Up Aboriginal in Australia. Oh, yes. Speaking of all, things we're looking forward speaking to. Speaking of things of things we're looking forward to. Um, it's fantastic. So I've read maybe this, I think there's 50 contributors to the book. I've read about 10 of the stories. Um, I've already cried once. They're just amazing stories and I also think talking about what you were saying about having stories about Australia right here, right now. So important. What an in, Just an incredible book about, you know, an experience that's happening in Australia and often not spoken about. Um, so, yeah, I'll definitely recommend that. Look out Great. for that in April. Um, and that's it for today. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Kim. Bye.